Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast with you uh, here for the Week Ten breakdown. Uh, we're gonna get into all the games here in just a moment. Uh, with me today is uh, Adam Sidek, uh, ready to break down all the action. No Robbie this week. Uh, He's got uh, some trips coming up, so uh, not going to see him uh, for the next two episodes, uh, including this one, but uh, he'll be back uh, following that hiatus. But, uh, Adam, how are we feeling about Week 10? Uh, good. You know, we're uh, we're hitting our stride early, and uh, last week we came out pretty well. Podcast parlay, uh, you know, hit. A couple of the locks hit. It was a pretty good week. Yeah, if, uh, it was a good week. We're starting to hit our stride for sure. Uh, if we sound a little hoarse this week, it's not because we're on a uh, a Broncos uh, parlay. It's because uh, <laughs> we're we're a little under the weather, but we're we're fighting through it. So grinding. Uh, we're grinding because the money grinds. Cause I gotta grind. The money don't stop. Yeah. So that's right. Um, yeah, we've we've made too much money to stop now. What's <laughs> um, uh? Let's jump right in then to the uh, week nine results then. And as you already alluded to, Adam, it was a good week for the podcast parlay. Uh, starting off, uh, Seahawks money line against the Cardinals. Somehow they were dogs in that game. We said it was fraudulent at the time, and um, it's as ever true as it was now. So yeah, the coaching advantage was clear as day. Gino bouncing back after the pick six. Was that was never the, worried. And that was the only thing that the Cardinals did in that second half anyway was that was that pick six. So, yeah, yeah they got, I, I don't know, Kenneth Walker, just, that's that's an all-around well-balanced team. Um, yeah, they're they are a treasure to watch every week. It's it's fun. And well coached. Now the Europeans get to watch them too. Yep. Got a fun matchup in Europe. So uh, that's actually a good game to look forward to. Uh, uh, next up, though, uh, we did the – uh, Patriots minus five and a half. Adam, you lead this one because this one, this was all you. Yeah, this was my lock too. I I told you guys to take an alt line. Uh, I took a minus nineteen, <laughs> four plus four fifty. Bingo. Um, yeah, that that Colts team was a complete mess. Um, made a coaching move. The uh, the fourth Reich, Frank, <laughs> he's out. Um, Saturdays for the boys, I guess. Um. Oh God! <laughs> Jeff Saturday uh, getting a call from his ESPN desk from Jim Irsay. <laughs> Might have been a drunk dial. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as this game goes, Patriots D at home. I just didn't really understand this line. Um, they the offense didn't look great in the entire game. No, Matt like Jones, Mac Jones was pretty bad, <laughs> and, and they still dominated. Ended up winning, uh, winning by twenty two. Um, yeah, that alt, was a alt line, Adam. Listen. Speaking of other alts, alt lines, uh, the third leg of this parlay: Dolphins Bears over forty-five and a half. Um, it was over at half. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was that screamed over. A lot of great action in that game. Yeah. Uh, also took that at all, all the alt line of sixty. Um, yeah, I think we were uh, we were a week ahead of Vegas on on the fields uh, truth of him just being an offensive uh, show right now. Yeah, it was half that and just half how bad Bears defense is now. Yeah, after yeah. They lost a couple key pieces. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, good uh, podcast parlay hit. Uh, Adam, you mentioned this earlier. What are we up on the year now? 
Uh, we are up $154 on the year. So that's so. six units? Six units. Yeah, there we go. So we're, we're, we're hitting the stride. And we were down quite a bit there. Uh, what I think we went the first eight weeks without a hit. Um, or yeah, the at last least seven. Yeah, the last three weeks were up almost four fifty. Yeah. So first uh, seven weeks were were not great, but uh, we battled back here, and, and we're we're looking to keep this uh, going. Um, as for the locks of the week. Um, Adam, you mentioned it. Patriots minus five and a half. That was a great call. Uh, I had the Seahawks plus two. Um, know all about that. Unfortunately, Robbie, uh, he was one half too early on uh, the Eagles. He had Eagles first half minus seven. And, uh, yeah, that one was uh, – that game was close at half, and then the Eagles really took over in the second half. Uh, so that was a tough one for Robbie. But, uh, you know, he's he's looking to bounce back this week as well. So, um before we get into week 10, though, Adam, uh, let's, let's talk about the asshole of the week. Yeah, uh, this one, I had a couple ways I'd go here. I'm, I'm going to go the Jerome Boger crew, uh, their second appearance. Not so much on Jerome, but on the, uh, the back judge um, that took out Harrison Smith, leading to a touchdown for Curtis Samuel. Um, <laughs> I lost in fantasy because of that play. Um, yeah, I mean... You got to get the hell out of the way. That, there's no excuse for that asshole to be just drifting while the ball's coming right at him. Just get get the hell out of the way. That, we, we looked up the schedules for this week for the the refs, and uh, I'm not sure if it was planned, but Jerome Boger's crew is off this week. Um, so I just feel a lot better about NFL action this week going into it without without those, those assholes um, officiating the game we love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, could could do without the the Jerome Boger crew any given Sunday, really. But uh, yeah, glad uh, glad they're getting a week off. Yeah, much sh- to, sh- much sh- needed. Shout out to the uh, the runner up for asshole the week, Skycam, in oh, that yeah. Jets Bills game. Uh, it, you know, Jets won that game. Might have ruined a little bit of momentum. Uh, that was just a weird game overall. Josh Allen just didn't have it. Yeah, Josh and Allen might do- be hurt. Dealing with uh, an elbow injury, so we'll, we'll get into that, too. Uh, yeah, they got lots to break down here. Kind of a quick uh, update. We're going to pat ourselves in the back here a little bit. Um, uh, Robbie confident picks against the spread through uh, nine weeks, 31, 22, and 3. Adam, you're 27, 20, and 2. And I am 21, 18, and 2. Um and those are against the spread. Uh, I am twenty-one and thirteen on over/unders this year, and then I'm I'm swimming in my own swag here, seven and two on the lead pipe locks this year. So, we are. Uh, You've been money on the locks. A lot are. of those haven't even been close. Yeah, it's uh, we we've been feeling good. You about take away, it. I think, a couple Jags picks, and you might be seven and zero. Well, you know what? One of them was was the, uh, it was that uh, Colts. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Seahawks-Saints game. Remember when Taysom Hill just oh, yeah. went off? Uh, got that meaningless touchdown at the end. Um, that was one of them. I can't even remember what the other one was. But, uh, yeah, just uh, it's been it's been good years, so we'll, we'll keep it rolling here. Uh, with that, though, let's, let's get right in. Uh, I'm excited. Fun Thursday night matchup. Uh, at least uh, uh, I know we've got a lot of action on it. Um, coming up tonight, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, Falcons-Panthers, uh, this game is being played uh, in Carolina where the Panthers are two and a half 
point home dogs uh, in this one. Over under right now set at 42. They're calling for uh, kind of a wet forecast here with the uh, the tropical storm hitting the uh, southern east coast or the southeast coast right now. So uh, we'll see how that affects the game. But uh, Adam, I'll let you start this one off. What are your uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think weather is going to be a headline this game. Um, you know, tropical storm Nicole um, hitting hitting this region uh, could get some on and off rain, possible thunderstorms. Um, so it could get could get sloppy, very very humid. Um, might even get a little fog in there. Uh, you know, Panthers minus two or plus two and a half at home, over under forty two. Uh, I I like the Falcons here. Uh, I really I really uh, jumped on this line once I saw it. Get under three points. It was at minus three for a while. Um, you know, had had this game two weeks ago gone a different way, you know, maybe I'd lean the Panthers. But um, you know, it was a devastating loss for their hopes in this division. Um, Falcons sort of got a stranglehold them and the Bucks right now. Um, you know, they had a tough loss at home last week against the Chargers. I thought they played well. Uh, Cordell Patterson being back in the fold really helps their offense. Um, I just think they're a better overall team. Uh, given the conditions, I think they're going to be able to run the ball at will and, um, you know, just be a little bit more physical than this Panthers team. Um, and they have the playmakers on the outside to get it done if, if they need to. Where, uh, you know, P.J. Walker had hit the game of his life um, against the Bucks, But, you know, other than that game, he's been pretty awful. So, um, you know, getting the Falcons – under uh, under a field goal favorites, um, I'm gonna hammer them all day. I also like the under 42. I just think that with the, the conditions and you know these two are both run first teams. Um, I know the over flew in the last matchup, but uh, could be a different story tonight. Yeah, I uh, I like the uh, Falcons here as well, um, and I agree with you. I, I'm not expecting this game to be nearly as high scoring as. Uh, we saw the last matchup in Atlanta. One, for example, that you talked about the weather, but two, um, you know, the first half of that last game was actually tracking under, and then uh, PJ Walker threw that pick six, uh, basically at the bell for halftime, and uh, really changed the complexion of the game. Uh, made it so the Panthers had to come out firing in the second half, and uh, really, uh, really changed that whole uh, mindset of that game. So I, I buy in with that as well. Uh, but yeah, I like the Falcons here. Love getting them under that three-point hook. Um, I think uh, they should be able to win this game uh, by three and a half. I think they're they're going to uh, you know try to utilize uh, Cordero uh, here tonight and uh, run a lot of play action. Uh, you know to to try to move the ball. Uh, but I I, I think uh, they're just overall the more talented team. So uh, I'll, I'll take Atlanta minus two and a half. And uh, Robbie is also on the Falcons here. Uh, minus two and a half. So uh, that's all three of us on board with the Dirty Birds this week. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, Seahawks taking on the Bucks. Uh, this game is in Munich, Germany, where the Bucks are technically the home team. Uh, over under in this one, set at uh, 44 and a half. Bucks are two and a half point favorites. Um, I, uh, I I rode with the Seahawks last week as my lock. Um, can't believe that they're uh, they're two and a half point underdogs here. I've seen them at uh, the full three points 
uh, in some places as well. So keep your keep your eyes open for that. But uh, yeah, I, I love the Seahawks here as well. I think uh, you know Bucks are getting a lot of credit for beating up uh, you know and really pulling off a uh, uh, a game that they shouldn't have won last week against a bad Rams team. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're projected or their their favorites to beat this what six and three uh Juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, uh Seahawks team. I, I'm not buying it. I I think this is a close game and I'll take every point I can get with the Seahawks, but frankly I think they beat them outright. Um but uh, my move is always if they're if they're giving you the points, you might as well take them. Uh, so I'll I'll take the Seahawks here plus the two and a half. But I I personally think they'll they'll win this game outright. Um, I'm not worried about the travel or anything. Uh, talked to Robbie a little bit earlier. He said uh, that I think the Seahawks left uh, yesterday and that the uh, the Bucks were leaving today. I don't I don't know what that means. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think it matters. I just think Seahawks are the better team right now. They're certainly playing the better football. But uh, Adam, what's your take? Yeah, Bobby by body clock. Um, he usually likes when the teams arrive early, so a little bit of an edge there to Seattle. And I was also listening. I guess the flight from Seattle to Munich and from Tampa to Munich is only thirty minute difference between the two. So um, and a lot of people. I don't know the science there. behind that, but uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, they go. A little you go bit over like the North the Pole. Arctic, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's not too not too big of a difference in. Yeah, you're, uh, you're not flying into the Donbas if you do that, or oh, that doesn't no fly zone. Oh. <laughs> no fly zone. It's, that's the Seahawks secondary um, Legion of Boom. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady lost some boom boom with the divorce, but. Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's off the rails yeah, let's, here. <laughs> let's get it back. Uh, I mean, all right. So let's just go to Robbie's lock. He likes the Seahawks money line. Uh, I completely agree with him. I like a money line. But I mean, if you, I, I, the lock of all locks is to get him plus three because I don't see the Bucks beating this team by more than three points. A lot can happen in these NFL games to swing it, but um, you know, I, I feel like this is going to be a close game regardless. And to get the Seahawks. At close to even money for a full field goal is is unbelievable. I, I still don't understand why Vegas is doubting this Seahawks team. Like you mentioned last week, Ev, none of these, none of the, none of what they're doing on offense is gimmicky. Yeah, none of it. You know, it's replica, replicable, and the, the, you know the defense has gotten better every every single week. They're not getting um, lucky. No, no. I this is a team. This is a playoff team. They have two stud wideouts. They are able to run block and pass block well. They have a great rookie running back, and they have a quarterback that is playing phenomenal right now. A young, athletic defense. Yep. A the, the, the team that can definitely rush the passer. I, I think they're going to get to Tom Brady. Um, and, and the Bucks team, I don't know what they proved last week. They beat a team that was at home, that was on the ropes to begin with, and they barely did it. They took a last-second last miracle on a three-and-out stop to get the ball back i i don't know i i, I like the seahawks money line i yeah i I'm, i'll be on them oh i think all three of us will be uh yeah so robbie uh locking him up with the money line all right next game up guys we've got uh, another headliner here it's the vikings uh taking on the bills bills are three and a half point favorites right now uh in, in a home game for them with the over-under set at uh, 44. Uh, this one's interesting. Josh Allen, uh, at the very end of that game versus the Jets, uh, took a hit uh, 
on well he was following through off a pass and uh looked to like hyperextend his elbow um anyway they're saying he has like a strained uh, i think it's a ucl joint um it's the it's the elbow tendon i'm not a doctor um but uh yeah it, it didn't look great on camera but uh you know the early thoughts are they seem to think he can play through it um so i, I it does look like he's gonna play but you know, something could change, and, and maybe that's gamesmanship, and maybe he sits out. Um, but right now, I think it's baked in that he's going to play, but I'm not sure how effective the long ball is going to be. I don't, I don't know if he's going to have the same deep ball threat um, that he would typically have. You know, the last couple games, too, Josh Allen hasn't really looked phenomenal. Um, threw a couple bad picks uh, last week. Um, you know, uh, for me, I'm a little bit concerned. I, I think the Vikings here getting the three and a half points. I just think, you know, when you factor in the injury to Josh Allen, the injuries in the secondary to this Bills defense, and then, uh, you know, a, a Vikings team that's coming in and, and playing well, um, you know, they keep winning. I, I mean, it's not always pretty, but they keep winning. I just think the three and a half points here is a little bit too much for me to pass up, so I'll, I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to be on the Bills here. Um, yeah, I, even, I, I honestly think that Case Keenum might get the start here. Um, and it, it's a big revenge spot for him and uh, Diggs going up against the their old old team in the Vikings. I think either or, uh, I'm still going to take the Bills. Um, you know, if Josh Allen goes, he's not going to be close to 100%. Uh, I honestly think just let him rest, recover, Start Case Keenum. He's more than capable. You've seen what he's done with good teams. You know he's not going to lose the game for him. And I think, I think they get the job done if uh, Case Keenum is the quarterback. This Vikings team has not played good teams. Last week they they didn't cover against the the football team in Washington. Uh, you know we're on the ropes a little bit. Could have lost that game. I, I just think that even with a back quarterback, this Bills team at home uh, coming off a loss should be motivated and take. And I think they take care of business and cover uh, against a Vikings team that has really taken care of their schedule, but hasn't hasn't impressed me in the wins, and also hasn't beaten an impressive team yet. It's gonna be our first taste of uh, cold weather football as uh, temperatures are looking to drop for this one and uh, calling for uh, some uh, light snow uh, potentially in this one. So. Uh, could be interesting, but yeah, um, you know, if it's Case Keenum, like you said, he's been there before, took this uh, Vikings team to the playoffs uh, a few years back, so he's uh, he's got experience in big games. Um, Robbie is on uh, the Vikings plus three and a half as well in this one, so uh, we will see. Uh, probably not a game I'm looking to uh, bet big, though, with the uncertainty at the quarterback position for the, for the Bills. All right, next game up, we've got the uh, Houston Texans are heading into uh, the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. Giants are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Over-under set at 40-and-a-half. Um, you know, Giants uh, coming off the bye last week, um, <clears throat> but they've been playing good football. They lost uh, two weeks ago to that uh, Seahawks team, but, uh, you know, certainly no shame in that as we've talked up that team. Um, but, uh, you know, Giants key to success, really, uh, focusing on, uh, you know, play action and, and delivering, uh, the ball to, uh, Saquon Barkley, to try to, uh, make things happen with their offense. Defense has been playing respectable, uh, not phenomenal, but, but good enough, uh, 
and, and really this team seems to go as far as uh, Danny Dimes can take them. And uh, as for the Texans, you know, started off uh, really well, kind of competing in a lot of games, but have since fallen off. Um, they've kind of followed uh, the Davis Mills, um, his his own trajectory. Uh, you know, really uh, has had a rough couple games, um, you know, down the stretch here uh, after a decent start. With that said, I'm going to take the Giants here. Um Minus four and a half. I don't feel great about it. Something seems a little fishy in this one, to be honest with you. Um, Adam, you talked about it earlier. This line actually opened up. Uh, Texans, I think, were plus six. And, um, you know, I, I think if it was six, I, I'd be hammering the Texans. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go with uh, the Giants here. But this is probably a stay-away game. I just I, I could see this one being close. Yeah, I'm on the fence on this one. Um I think, you know, I'm going to lean the Giants here as well. Uh, just a decent matchup for them. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a run first team. I think, um, you know, both Saquon and Danny Dimes is going to have a good game on the ground. Texans are the worst run defense in the league. Um, so I, I think the combination of them two um, are enough to get it, get it done on the ground. Um, the Giants defense... You know, they, they've been opportunistic. I wouldn't say they've been good, um, but they are coming off the bye this week. So, I, they, you know, um, should be should be okay. I think they lost Xavier McKinney to a ATV accident during the bye week. Uh, not not too good, um, you know, but uh, you know, like you mentioned, Ev, I, Davis Mills on the road hasn't really proven himself yet. And I don't think going up against this Giants team that has a hell of a lot to play for is going to get to be the spot that they do it. So I'm going to lean the Giants here, minus four and a half. But I, to be honest, I probably won't touch this game. Yeah, um, uh, the Texans team has been gamey, so uh, perhaps uh, they've got a cover in them. We'll see. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, Robbie's got the Giants as uh, one of his confident uh, picks of the week in this one. <clears throat> All right, next up, guys, we've got the uh, Saints taking on the Steelers. Steelers are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in this one. Over-under set at 40. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I actually love love the Steelers here. Uh, I'm going to take a money line. Um, yeah, I, just a couple different factors pointing into this one. The travel, um, not the travel, but the uh, you know time, time from games. Uh, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say. This is a weird one. Uh, you got the Steelers coming off the bye with two weeks rest, facing a team, and they're at home, facing a team in the Saints who played on Monday night. So they got an extra short week versus the team that's getting 14 days rest. So um, huge advantage when it comes to rest for the Steelers. Um, also, Mike Tomlin in the last five years is 5-0 and uh, against the spread off the bye. So, um, you know, we, we all know that he's a great coach. Um and, and this is a young team, so they had a lot to work on during the off season or the off week. Uh, I think they come out strong. Um, hopefully, try to establish the run game, which hasn't been um, good at all thus, thus far this year. And you know, Saints were poised as this really good defense, good run stopping. Well, Kenyon Drake ran all over them last Monday night, uh, so I, I think that they're vulnerable there. Um, I think you know Kenny Pickett and company. Um, are adequate enough to move the ball down the field on his Saints Saints defense. And to be honest, I, I haven't been impressed with 
uh, Dennis Allen and what what they've been able to do on offense. Um, a couple good games from Danny Dalton, but he just doesn't bring the same vertical threat that uh, Jameis Winston does, and, and they're really missing that because they're loading the box and um, forcing them to throw deep. Um, yet Kamara has been hit or miss, uh, but even if he has a great game this this matchup, um, I still think the Steelers get done. And then you have the X factor of uh, TJ Watt um, looking like he may be available for this game. Uh, he changes the game for this team. Um, definitely the best player in, on the Steelers. So I love the Steelers' money line here. Getting getting them as dogs at home, uh, coming off the bye, uh, absolutely hammering the Steelers. Yeah, um, you know, Steelers, like you said, they got the extra rest. Um they actually had the Thursday night game before their bye. So they uh, they have more than two weeks off. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, they played that Thursday night game against the Dolphins. Dang, yeah. Yeah, so they they're like, I don't know, math, but like 18 days rest. Um, <clears throat> so No, no, they played the Eagles. Uh, oh, did I, is that two weeks yeah, back? Yeah, two okay. weeks back. Okay, well, yep. yeah, so then just the 14. But, uh, yeah, um, Steelers, though. You know, especially if they're getting that boost with uh, Watt coming back, seems like a good pick. Um, I'm I'm probably staying off this one. You know, the Saints I've been super hit or miss with them uh, so far this year. Um, just seems like they're a Jekyll and Hyde team, and you don't know which version is going to show up. Granted, this being a road game, uh, maybe maybe you get more of the Hyde version. Uh, uh, I'm just I'm not sure. Uh, I'll lean Steelers getting the. Uh, the one and a half uh, extra points, but uh, you know if Watt comes in and they're still dogs or or basically uh, even money, uh, I, I might throw a few bucks on them because uh, I, I think they are a different team when he's in there. Robbie also on the Steelers with us this week, so all three of us on the Steelers. Uh, next up, we got the Titans uh, are hosting the Broncos this week. Titans two and a half point home favorites. Uh, over under in this one, a lowly 36 and a half. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, if the last matchup wasn't my lock of the week, this one is. Uh, I'm locking up the Titans minus two and a half here at home against the Broncos. Um, last Sunday night, I, I couldn't believe the headlines after that matchup they had against the Chiefs. It was Titans blew the game against the Chiefs. Like, what? I don't know what people would expect if you got, you know, Malik. Uh, Malik Willis making his first NFL start against you know a juggernaut AFC team on the road in a primetime matchup. Um, you know, I thought they played outstanding, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They sort of got away from Derrick Henry uh, towards the end of that game. Uh, they didn't run a lot of plays at all on offense. I think it was under 50 plays. Um, but I, you know, they they definitely showed themselves out well and. Um, I was surprised to see that they were only two and a half point favorites against this Broncos team. Granted, the Broncos have a bye week and they had a week to get healthy, but they also traded away one of their best players on their team and Bradley Chubb. Um, also traded away uh, Chase or um, um, I'm blanking on the name, but uh, they definitely had a little bit of a shakeup. Um, I don't think this team had good vibes going into the bye, and you know, I I just. I have a hard time feeling like they're going to figure everything out on the offensive side after this bye, especially against the Titans defense. It's been steadily improving each and every week. Um, you know, they can get home. They can rush the passer. Uh, and this Broncos offensive line is really banged up and vulnerable. Um, yeah, I did, 
you know, the odds just don't make sense to me on this one to get the Titans under a field goal. Um, Broncos have got to play like a team that they haven't been for them to cover, especially on the road. I just really, really like the odds and the Titans being able to cover cover this two-and-a-half-point line. Yeah. Um, did you cover Tannehill? No, I did not. I He looks like he's a, he's a full go today. He's a full go today? Full go today okay. in practice, yeah. I, I, it, it makes a little bit of a difference. It, it makes a pretty big difference. But I, even if Malik Willis was starting in this game, I'd still take the Titans minus two and a half. Yeah. Um, Traylon Burks also practiced, so that's good for them as well. They, they need, they need options on the upside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm with you here. I think this is uh, this is a juicy line to take. Again, this is one you're seeing it at two and a half. Uh, I've seen it at two as well. So uh, I think there's value to be had here with the Titans. Um, you know, if you're worried about it, take a money line. Um, but uh, frankly, I think they should be able to cover the two. Uh, I'm not convinced that what we saw the Broncos do against the Jags was uh, truly who that team is. I still think they've got a lot of issues, and, and you're right, Adam. That was a team that punted at the trade deadline, uh, losing some of their best players. So uh, I'm I'm with you here. Uh, I, I love the Steelers here. I just think they're going to be able to uh, – I think they're going to have success running the ball, and uh, I think Tannehill coming back gives them uh, some wind in their sails that, that they need here. But, uh, you know, you look at the coaching uh, advantage. A lot of times we talk about that in these games. Um, it's kind of like the the unspoken for thing. Um, you know, Vrabel has proven himself to be a great coach, and there's no bigger evidence of that than his team going in with Malik Willis completing five passes last week. And, and hanging in there with and that Chiefs team on the road. Yeah. yeah, like that's quite honestly extremely impressive uh, for a coach to do that with, with a guy making his, his first start uh, in that environment. So hats off to Rabel. Going up against Hackett, that this is no contest. Um, hack job Hackett. Guy is, guy is lost. Um, I don't know. He needs to go back to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, those guys... We're much happier together than they are apart, uh, it seems, these days. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Titans here. Uh, I, I think it's a great pick. I'm confident in them. Uh, I expect them to be able to cover here. And uh, Robbie is right there with us. He's on the Titans as well, uh, minus 2.5. Uh, next up, guys, we've got the uh, Lions heading into Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears, 2.5-point favorites at home here, over-under, set at 48.5. Um it's got to be one of the higher over-unders for a Bears-Lions uh, game in my memory. Um, Bears uh, lost a couple in a row here, um, lost, losing to the Cowboys and the uh, Dolphins in the last two games, but uh, showed themselves well, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, on the Bears' defense, they uh, traded away some some key assets of Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, and and they have uh, they've looked a little rough lately. But uh, you know the main story here is how Fields has really seemed to have taken the uh, the next step these last three four weeks and is uh, really playing well. Uh, and and the Bears are putting up points. Uh, Lions, of course, coming off of a uh, the big win against the Packers last week, where their defense finally. Showed up, got a couple big uh, red zone uh, turnovers, uh, and and the offense did just enough to uh, pull out a victory. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see here. Uh, you know, for me, I uh, I like the Bears here getting the two and a half points. Um, 
I just think uh, I think they'll be able to move the ball well. It's going to be cold in this one, but I think uh, you know that suits this Bears offense well. They're definitely a run-first team, and I think they're going to have some success running the ball uh, in this game. Uh, I don't think this uh, Lions defense is going to be able to keep up with them on the ground. Um, so I, I think the Bears getting the two and a half here. I think it's a good matchup for them, um, and you know this uh, this Lions offense, you know, not exactly. Uh, They've looked potent at times uh, at home on the fast track. I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to uh, look as good kind of on the cold uh, soldier field turf. So um, I- I'm going to take the Bears here, minus 2.5. Yeah, I'm going to lean that way too. Um, the stat I had for this matchup is that Jared Goff has not won a road game with the Lions, uh, which I thought was very surprising. Wow. Um, you know, they do have a little momentum coming in, and I am worried about their – O-line just straight up dominating the Bears D-line in this matchup, being able to run it well. Uh, but on the other hand, I think this Bears offense is going to have a lot of success uh, against this you know, pretty awful Lions defense. Um, I think this two-and-a-half point line is pretty good. Um, you know, I'll probably take the Bears money line, but I don't know if I'll bet them against the spread. Um, I was leaning over, but then I was thinking uh, just that's a pretty high line for two teams that run the ball. Uh, a whole lot. Um, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Jamal, Jamal Williams and his uh, Jay Willie in his matchup. So I'm probably going to stay off that that over under. But um, yeah, this, these are this is the new look Bears team uh, where the defense is definitely taking a second second fiddle of the offense. Um, you know, it's nice to see nice to see a change um, and nice to see Justin Fields really really getting getting into his own and uh you know just really really uh taking taking advantage of his speed and designing an offense to play into his strengths exactly uh Robbie also on the Bears though he's uh he's taking it a step further he's uh confident in them this week with the two and a half points he's also a fan of the over in this one uh so clearly thinking that um you know the Bears are going to be able to put up some points on this, uh, you know, Lions defense that hasn't uh, had much lock stopping teams, and uh, you know, this Lions team can come into Chicago and, and put up some points as well against a uh, Bears defense that has not looked good in recent weeks. All right, next game up, guys. We've got the uh, Jaguars taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs are home in this one, and they are nine and a half point favorites. Over under at fifty and a half here. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is uh this is an interesting matchup. Um, Jags coming off the the big win against the Raiders, where you know they were down twenty and fought all the way back. Um, saw that <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was trash talking uh, during the game. Uh, I like to see that. You know they need a little swag down there in Duval. Um, you know nine and a half Chiefs at home. I'm gonna lean the Chiefs, but I I will not bet this game. Um, I can see the Jags. You know what? I'm flipping to the Jags. I'm gonna take the points here. I just this this is a tough matchup to call. I think the Jags' offense, um, especially in that second half against the Raiders, sort of had a breakout performance. Um, they were really leaning on Etn, and he's he's proven that he can be a bell cow running back in this league um, on the ground and through the air. And uh, he's taking a little bit of the pressure off of um, Trevor Lawrence. And, and this defense has not been good this year. Um, I think the talent is there for the Jags, and I think they 
They have the pass rush that can be able to stop uh, Mahomes or at least the team speed on that D-line to keep them in the pocket. So uh, I think that they can keep this one within 10 points. Um, yeah, and McCole Harbin might be banged up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, especially after that last matchup against the Titans, I just don't have a great feeling about this Chiefs offense to take them here. I see uh, you, you put it here that you like the under. Is that still the case? Yeah, 50 and yeah, a half. 50, 50 and a half is a little bit too high of a number for me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, you know, I, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I did, it's just too high of a number. I, I, I think that both these teams are going to be back and forth, maybe hitting field goals. Um, but I don't see long plays, offensive breakout in this game. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple paths. Uh, 50 and a half, the highest uh, spread uh, this week uh, across the slate of games. I think there's a, there's a good chance that under hits as well. Um, you know, I think there's a couple avenues to it. Uh, of course, this Chiefs offense, not exactly the same uh, team that they were a couple of years ago that was putting up 30, 35 points every game without fail. Um, you know, they're, they're a little bit more balanced now. They, they take their time going down the field, especially without Tyreek Hill. It's not uh, as many huge chunk plays. It's, it's a little bit more uh, intermediate and uh, quick passes, more of a West Coast scheme uh, to move the ball down the field. Uh, so eats up more clock than uh, – than uh, than they used to, that's for sure. And and this Jags team, you know, they've been kind of hit or miss. Some some games they show up offensively, others uh, it's a bit of a slog form. So um, yeah, I you know, fifty and a half is a big number for this game. Uh, that said, you know, I'll, I'll take the Chiefs here, but I I don't feel great about it. It just seems like there's quite a bit of variability in this game. Um, Jags are another one of these teams where. Uh, you know, some weeks they show up and, and they hang in there, and the other time they they lose by twenty. You know, so they're a tough team to get a read on. Um, and frankly, when you've got so many options, I just prefer to stay away. Uh, games like this uh, go with the known quantities rather than trying to guess on the unknown for me. So uh, probably stay away game for me. Uh, Robbie on the Chiefs here minus nine and a half as well. So all three of us are Adam. You switched the Jags, but me and Robbie uh, are leaning uh, Chiefs minus nine and a half. All right, next up we've got uh, Cleveland Browns heading into Miami, taking on the Dolphins. Dolphins are three and a half point home favorites in this one. Over under set at forty nine. Supposed to be hot and humid in Miami this weekend. Um, you know, for me, guys, I, I, I'm going to take the Browns here plus the three and a half points. But uh, the, really the play here that stands out for me is the uh, the over-under here. 49 seems like an awfully big number. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the under here uh, at 49, and I'm going to lock that up. You know, for me, uh, I, I see this game kind of being maybe a little bit similar to what we saw uh, with Steelers-Dolphins a few weeks back. Um, you know, where, where those two teams, they barely mustered 30 points. I think this is going to be more of a defensive slog. Uh, you know, Brown's whole game plan really is to, uh, you know, pick up three and a half, four yards at a time on the ground and uh, control time possession. And uh, I, I think that uh, I think they're going to have success running the ball against this uh, Dolphins defense. Uh, certainly didn't look good against the run last week against the Bears, and, and they've looked spotty of, of, uh, of late uh, so I think the Browns can run the ball well on this team and, and control the clock a little bit. 
And then furthermore, you know, this Browns D-line, uh, one of the stronger units in the league, I think they're going to be able to get after Tua and make him choose quick passes rather than picking up big chunks down the field, uh, you know, by standing in the pocket a long time. I just don't think he's going to have as much time to throw as uh, as he's typically accustomed to going up against the stout uh, Browns D-line. So I, I like the under here. Um, 49 is just, it's an awfully big number in the NFL. Uh, so I'll take that, but also confident on, uh, Browns three and a half. I just, I think this is a, a close, uh, game and, you know, I like the way the Browns have been playing lately. Yeah. I'm with you on the under, um, definitely like that line. It's a little too high for me. Um, but I am also confident on the Browns getting three and a half points. Um, you know, a couple things, this is a pretty good matchup for the Browns. Um, they've struggled this year thus far with teams that are, you know, big up front, physical, will run you over, uh, like the Patriots. Um, they they have not played good in those matchups. Um, but in matchups where they're facing these fast speed teams, they have the, 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 the uh, team speed on defense to keep up with that. And you saw that in week eight in their last matchup against the Bengals. Really never let anything get going downfield. Um and I think that they can have success against the Dolphins here, as much success as anybody's had against, you know, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. They've sort of, you know, been able to do what they want downfield. Um, I think this is a pretty good matchup for the Browns. I think they have the offensive style to keep this close. Um, coming off the bye, I think that you know uh, benefits them. And you know, I I just don't don't sleep on this Browns team. I think. I think people are writing them out. Uh, they got the biggest wild card in the entire NFL uh, waiting to come back here. In a, what, next week? Next week or two weeks? Yeah, two yeah. weeks uh, in Deshaun Watson. And, you know, you add an elite quarterback onto that team, they're dangerous. I, no team was going to want to face them uh, the rest of the year out. So if they can smell a win and, and, you know, pull one out here, get them closer to 500 going into the final stretch, um, yeah, I, I, I like them here. I would sprinkle a little bit on a, on a money line. I think they have a chance, a good chance to win this matchup. I just think they match up well against this Dolphins team with the amount of speed they got on defense and, and their ability to run the ball on offense and dictate pace. Yeah, we were, uh, I think you and I both agreed last week. We said Browns uh, are going to pick up one of those wild card spots in the AFC. So uh, this is the kind of game they got to win, though, if uh, they want to see that come to fruition. Uh, Robbie, on the other hand, he's liking the Dolphins in this one, uh, minus three and a half. So um, he's thinking that two is going to be able to uh, keep up uh, his strong play that he's exhibited as of late. All right, next up, we've got the Colts taking on the Raiders in the Desiree uh, Bowl. Um, the Raiders are, uh, are five-point favorites at home in this one, uh, over under at 42 and a half. I love the Raiders here. Um, you know, for me, you uh, you fire your coach midweek. You hire a uh, guy who's been outside the building uh, to be the interim coach that's a TV personality. And then you send this whole group of uh, young men to Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't buy it. I, I, don't, I don't see how Put the Colts... <laughs> I, I don't see how this Colts team... Uh, comes in ready to play. Uh, I think too many distractions. Uh, they've been the laughing stock of the league here this week with this hire. Uh, I don't know how they're putting together a game plan. Um, 
you know, under this coaching staff, I, I just, I'm not buying it. Uh, we've been fading the Colts all year, and we've been dead on about it. They are an absolute shit show. And we've called it since day one. Uh, called it when they were th- like 3-2-1 and one or whatever, and, and we've been riding on it. So, um, yeah, uh, give me the Raiders minus five. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have a rule that I don't bet games um, after coaches. The first game after coaches get fired, there's a lot of variability there. You have no idea how that locker room was. They could have all just hated Frank Wright and mm-hmm. get a little bit of a boost with uh, fresh, fresh uh, voice in their ear going into this matchup. You know, sometimes the players think that they're next, and you know, start playing for what they think is their career um, after some of these big coaching changes. So I, I'm I'm gonna stay off this game. I'm gonna take the Colts. No, I, no, I I was flip flopping on this game. I I hate picking two bad matchups. Um, you know, Josh McDaniels. If it wasn't his first year, he might be up. The next coach to get fired. He's looked, yep. He's looked absolutely awful. Um, they have lost so many close games. Um, I think I still think the talent's there, but they have been decent at home. So uh, this is asking the Raiders to cover five points after what they looked like last week in their collapse is is difficult. But I'm going to take their side this week against the Colts team. I just I just can't. I, I don't know what to to think with, with their offense. They got the worst offense in the league right now with Ellinger. Yeah, I think maybe my tone was a little too strong. I want to be clear here. Uh, I don't have the Raiders as a confident pick. I don't. I, I won't be betting this game personally. I think you're nuts if you do. Um, There's just, you know, this Raiders team. I think. I think they're one. I think if they lose this game to the Colts, I could see McDaniel being fired. Um, you know, and, and obviously this Colts team is under a huge amount of transition. Like you said, Adam, just a lot of variability here. Not for me. Um, Robbie, though, on the other hand, he's he's got the Raiders in his confidence, so maybe he's buying uh, my my Vegas idea with uh, with no father figure in the locker room. I I, I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, I think Robbie's going to have some action on this one. So I wish him luck because that's a that's a scary proposition to me. Too much too much unknown. Uh, and that Raiders team has just looks so bad. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I can't personally. Yeah, advise I, anybody to bet on this game? No, I, me neither. Yeah, I, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. It was like Jags Raiders last week. Same thing. It was like this. You, you got no no business betting this game. <coughs> uh, excuse me. All right, next game up, uh, we've got the uh, Cardinals taking on the Rams. Uh, Rams are at home in this one, uh, and they are one and a half point favorites. Over under set at forty one. Um, uh, you know this is a. Uh, this is a big game for both these teams. Uh, talking about uh, two teams that are struggling, uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, might be on his last leg uh, of his coaching career as well here in the NFL. Uh, things are not looking well. Um, so both these teams need a win. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said here about how poorly the Rams have been playing uh, but really, I think you can make that counter with just how much of a mess the Cardinals have looked as well. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, getting the the point and a half. I think if, you know, I'm kind of picking the lesser of the two evils, to be honest with you. I, I think both these teams are, um, they might they might be write-offs for this year. They might just be toast. Um, but I think the play I like here is, is actually going to be the over 41. Um 
I just expect, uh, you know, this Cardinals defense has given up some points. Uh, we saw Seattle move the ball quite well on them last week. And uh, I just think, you know, Cliff, Cliff's got to have a solid game plan dialed up this week, uh, especially offensively for Kyler. Or, uh, you know, he could, be, he could be a loss away from, uh, from getting his money as well. So I just think both these teams really under a lot of pressure uh, to perform. And I, and I think uh, you know, we'll see a close game, but I think there's going to be some points put up here. So I'll take the over 41. That's, that's going to be my preferred play. But uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, this, is, this is another tough one to call. I'm going to take the, the Cardinals' uh, money line with the spread being so close. Um, Couple variables. Um, Matthew Stafford is actually in the concussion protocol, so he he's a questionable. He's a question going into this game. If he can't go, Wolford um, is going to be the QB. I'm not sure that's going to be that much of a decline the way yeah. Stafford's been playing this year and his his elbow injury. Um, Didn't Wolford start a game last year and they won? They they've won the two games he started in his career. Um, <clears throat> then on the other side, the Cardinals. Uh, you saw Kyler yelling at. Uh, D hop <laughs> during the game last week. Uh, I don't know if he's the guy that's uh, <laughs> causing this offense to fall apart. Uh, he's not the guy you want to yell at. Um, and, and you actually just they just released the first episode of the Hard Knocks in season, showing the buffoonery that this team is for uh, a wider audience. So that, that that should be a fun watch, get a laugh there. But um, yeah, you mentioned it. Lesser of the two evils, I think the Cardinals. Are probably are probably that. Um, I know they're not the better coach team, but um, just how the Rams have fallen off. They they just seem like a team that's already cashed it in this year. Uh, they got their ring. They don't have any picks going forward. It, it, you might see a sharp collapse for this team, and uh, it looks like it's already started. Um, I I think it it take an absolute miracle for this team to get back in contention this year. Um, it's it's honestly just been Cooper Cup. That he's he is their team right now. Uh, the defense is okay. Offense, they are the worst offense in the league. Um, and you take away Cooper Cup, they're historically one of the worst offenses we've seen in the NFL. So uh, I think the Cardinals have enough playmakers to get it done here, even on the road and uh, going to SoFi and uh, maybe take up pick up a win here, a must needed win. Yeah, Robbie on the Rams this week, uh, not confident in it, but uh, on the Rams, so he's thinking that they're going to bounce back after the tough loss in Tampa. All right, next up we've got the uh, Cowboys heading into Lambeau to take on the Packers. Packers are five-point underdogs at home here. Uh, Over-under is 43. What if the Packers lost five in a row now? Um by the tailspin. Quite possibly the lowest point of Aaron Rodgers' career, to be honest with you, uh, following a bad loss uh, to the Lions where, frankly, he was at fault for it. Um, so, yeah, they're reeling. Uh, Cowboys coming off the bye last week, so they're going to be rested for this one. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I think I'm staying away from this game, though, because as much as I think – you know, Packers five game losing streak. Uh, you know, Cowboys coming off the bye. Everything's pointing the Cowboys direction here. Something just tells me that this could be a fishy game uh, where something stupid happens and, and maybe Green Bay finds it or or that defense stands up. I don't know. I just I got a weird feeling on this one that maybe the Pack come to play. So uh, my 
my brain says Cowboys, so I'll, I'll go Cowboys, but uh, my gut is telling me the pack got something up their sleeve for this one. So I'll probably avoid betting this one, but uh, I'll take Cowboys for now. Yeah, I have the exact same feeling uh, for what it's worth. Um, I have, I think, a couple Cowboys minus three bets, but not, not much action on this game. Uh, yeah, I keep on waiting for the shoe to drop with the Packers. They can't be this bad for the whole entire season. Um, you know, granted, they did get a little banged up in their matchup last week. Um, Sean Gary. Yeah, yeah. That's Out for the loss. year. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones uh, rolled an ankle. I, I think they lost one of their corners. Um, but, yeah, and then yeah, on the other side, you got the Cowboys coming off a of bye. So, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys. Uh, they should be able to take care of business in Lambeau. Um, yeah, especially with the way their defense is playing. I, I just can't see the Packers getting a lot of s- sustained success on offense. Um, I just don't know where it's going to come from, especially if Aaron Jones isn't 100%. So um, even though I do have that feeling, I, I, I'm going to disregard it, and uh, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys laying five at, in Lambeau. Robbie, also on the Cowboys here. He's more confident than we are, though. He's got him as a confident pick, so all three of us riding with the Cowboys this week. All right, Sunday Night Football. Uh, it's the Chargers taking on the 49ers. This game is in San Francisco, where the 49ers are seven-point home favorites. Over-under in this one, set at 45-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I like the Chargers a lot here. I'm going to take them as a confident pick. Uh, getting a full touchdown on the road in a primetime matchup. Uh, this Chargers team, over the last couple of years, has actually played better on, on the road uh, than they do at home, which makes sense since... Most of their home games are road games with how many away, away fans traveling to SoFi. Um, you know, I think this is a good matchup. I don't trust, um, I don't, I don't trust Garoppolo in a primetime matchup to be laying a full touchdown against a team with a better record than them. Uh, Herbert, you know, he's a gamer. I think he shows up for these big matchups. And right now, you know, they they're squarely in the playoff race in the AFC. And I, you know, sure they can definitely lose this game, but I don't think they're going to lose this game by more than a touchdown. I feel pretty confident that they, they have enough to keep this one close. Um, so I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take that. I also like the over 45 and a half. I, I, with the way that the 49ers defense is banged up, Chargers defense is also banged up, um, and the additions to the 49ers offense with uh, Christian McCaffrey, I, I think that line is a little too low. I can see that going over um, on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I think we could have a good game here. This is uh, what I'm looking forward to. But I'm with you. I think the seven points is just a bit too much. I think um, I think the Chargers should be able to put up some points here. Um, I think the 45-and-a-half number seems about right, 24-21. It wouldn't surprise me in this game, something around there. Uh, but, you know, I think both these teams overall are, are going to be looking to uh, to put up points here. I think if you, if you tease this down a few points – I, I'd like it as far as the over-under. Like, I, I don't see a scenario where this is some super low-scoring game around 30 points. That that just doesn't uh, – I just I don't see that outcome here. Both these teams should be able to put up points. So I, I think, the, uh, Adam, the over, uh, if I was going to lean a direction, I, I would lean that way. But uh, uh, I do like the Chargers here. Not overly confident in it, but uh, seven points just seems like a lot. Uh but, uh, you know, the injuries uh, to the wide receiver position do have me a bit worried. Uh, but, you know, they've been able to fill in the gaps. 
so far and, and kind of make things worth uh, uh, work out. Uh, doesn't really feel like it, but this is a five and three Chargers team still very much in the playoff hunt. Uh, a lot to play for. Um, I kind of I looked at the standing the other day. I, I swore they were like three and five. Um, so it's kind of been a weird year for them. A couple ugly wins, but uh, I, I think they're getting a little bit too much disrespect this week. Uh, seven point dog. That's uh, I don't think that's indicative of of how good this team is. So I'll take the Chargers. Uh, Robbie. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, apologist. Uh, he's going to be on the Niners here to cover the seven points. Uh, not confident in it, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll see um, what happens in that game. Should be should be a fun watch, though. Uh, only kidding, Robbie, with the Kyle Shanahan comment. All right, Monday Night Football here. We've got the uh, team taking on the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are at home, and they are 11-point home favorites. Over-under in this one set at 44. That's a big spread with a low over-under. Um, so a lot of people thinking the Eagles could blow them out here. Um, I, I am going to take the Eagles here. I think uh, you know, we have seen the team play uh, some decent football over the last few weeks, but uh, I don't think they've really come up against uh, competition like the Eagles. And uh, I think that they, uh, they could run into trouble. Uh, this Eagles team, you know, is just uh, they continue to be one of the uh, the best teams in football. Of course, got a big win uh, last Thursday um, over the Texans. So they've got a little bit of extra rest uh, to work with in this one as well. Um, so I'll, I'll take the Eagles here minus the 11, but uh, probably not playing it. It's it's just a little bit too much for for them to have to cover for me to feel overly confident about it. But, uh, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take the team. I'm not going to bet this game. Uh, I just think, you know, with a team like the Eagles being undefeated this late in the year, um, I'm expecting a lot of wins, but a lot of covers. I I don't think that they're a team that's going to go in and blow out teams like they have in the first half of this year. Um, Teams are going to be ready to play and try to knock them off especially in the division here. I, I think 11 is too much. Um, and we might actually see Chase Young for the first time this year uh, activated off the pup. He's been practicing this week. He'd be a huge boost for this team. Uh, and, and they're not out of it in the NFC with how bad that, that conference Very is. Very true. So, um, if they can pull off a miracle here and knock off the Eagles, they, they're, they're right in the thick of it. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I also think 11 points is too much for this interdivision uh, matchup. Well, Robbie uh, is right there with you. Um, it's getting the uh, he likes the team getting the eleven points, so that's a big number for an interdivision game. So uh, we will see. Should be good. Okay, recap the uh, the lead pipe locks here real quick. So Adam, you are on Titans minus two and a half. Uh, Robbie all over Seahawks money line in Munich, and I'm taking Browns Dolphins under forty nine. All right, now for the uh, podcast parlay. Uh, looks like we're going to have the Seahawks involved here. Yeah, Seahawks and uh, Titans are the two we all have across the board confidence. Confidence on. So those two are pretty locked in. Um, you know, we have a little option with the Seahawks if we want to do money line or take the points. Um, but let's talk about a third here. Um, you know, I think we're down to... Possibly the Browns, Dolphins under forty nine. 
Uh, another option we have that we're all pretty pretty confident with are the is the Steelers at home uh, plus one and a half against the Saints. Um, that that we also have the money line option for that one as well. Uh, what do you think thereof? Yeah, I think I'd lean the under for me personally, but uh, you know you you've got some good stats for the Steelers. Uh, Tomlin coming off uh, the bye five and zero, and then. Uh, you know they've got the uh, the extra rest where the Saints are coming off the short break. So you know I think both are good options. Really, uh, I'll I'll leave it up to you. I'm fine with either. You know what? I got a decent amount of action on the Steelers. So let's let's go uh, Browns Dolphins under. Okay. Um, I also you know just I think that might be the better play. The second highest line in in the in, in the league this week. I I, I don't buy it. Um, Ride with my lock. Yeah, I, I, I feel good about that. So we'll do that one. So that it's a lock parlay then. It is. It's yes. a lock parlay. I love it. Those are those are always uh, those are always winners. So, yes. Um, do we do we want to do? Let's just do Seahawks money line if we're doing full lock parlay. I'm good with that. So uh, let me lock this in on wager stream. Yep. So see if we can keep up the magic. Titans uh, minus two and a half. Seahawks money line. And Browns Dolphins under 49. Uh, but that'll do it for the episode uh, this week, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully, reporting back to you with uh, some good uh, news about the podcast parlay. And then uh, we will be breaking down uh, the week 11 matchups. But until then, take care and good luck.